Hello and welcome. Hi, welcome to the Women of Power show. Today, I'm Laura Topper. I am just so, so happy to be here today with the amazing Linda, Linda Orizo. It's so great to be here with you, Linda, um, that you're coming on. I've known you for a while and it's like, I love it how God uh, works in perfection, of course, and that you're here right now at this time sharing more about you and your life and what you're doing as a spiritual teacher. And I'm just excited for you to be here. Welcome. Welcome to Women of Power. Laura, thank you so much for inviting me. And, and as you say, we've known each other for like quite a few years. And this really has been a moment uh, for you and I to connect in a different way. And I've really appreciated that. And when you first suggested to me, would I like to come in your show? I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, <laughs> little nervousness came out. And um, yeah, so I went to the morning, so I gave me a little bit more. And then, yeah, I'm just really happy to be here. And as you say, the reason that we're both here is if anything that I share, anything we discuss can help anyone yes. open up to that truth within, then that's that's great. That's Perfect. Perfect. So you're here at the right time, the right place. And mm. I want to read out a little bit here from your bio, just so that all, I mean, we call it a bio. It's you. It's your life. It's what you do. <laughs> Linda is a, a coach, a trainer, and a licensed spiritual, spiritual practitioner. Um, for what seems for what seems like most of her life, she's felt drawn to helping people live the lives that they choose. That's a very, that's a really empowered calling. Um, one of her core values is respecting the uniqueness of each person. She was the president of uh, Center for Spiritual Living Geneva. Uh, until last year when that um, it's kind of mo moved and morphing into other things. And before that, Linda has worked for two large organizations, the British Council included, and training and development for, with human resources over, over 25 years. Wow, learning. Uh, there's, there's a place to learn about people and help people. Um, and Linda's mission now is to help as many people as possible to open to the truth that everything is already there, just waiting for us to, to ask, believe, and receive for the good of all. That is beautiful. Wow. What is it that, um, why? I'm going to ask why. Just why that? Why is that such a calling in your heart? It goes way back probably to when I was much younger, uh, like really young. And there, it was part of my upbringing huh? when I'm Scottish origin. So part of the upbringing is the edu Scottish education is we're here for each other. Uh, that is part of, you know, and it went as far as, you know, if there was a piece of cake or whatever, then you offer it to someone else. You don't take it for you, you offer it for someone else. Okay. If someone has a problem, we sit down, we listen, and we action. Um, so that is something that I, I really was brought up with. And anyone who the family or the friends or the environment felt were a little bit on the egocentric side, then that is something that was frowned upon. So that was the education, that was the belief system that I started off with. Right. Gosh, was that in school as well as family? It was especially in family, but it was also quite true in school as well. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, if you see someone, uh, although I saw it through my eyes, obviously, yeah. the education I got at home, but if you saw somebody who was missing a pencil or a rubber or whatever, then, you know, Two or three people would go over and offer to give it. And that was what I assumed was the norm until I mm. got into the, the outside world a bit more. <laughs> and then realized that life isn't always happening in that way. Exactly. Yeah. And so that, I mean, isn't it amazing? I always feel it's so it's so powerful how the beliefs or the, the, the messaging that we take on board up until the age of seven and then continue, it, it, they do, those beliefs do outpicture as the way that we live our lives. And I just love that, that you've, it's such a beautiful um, 
way you you were shown and you're continuing with that um with the essence of that and the legacy of that now in the way that you help people and what is it about spirituality that is why spirituality for you why spirituality maybe if i could add just before yeah spirituality is like anything if we take anything to an extreme, then it turns out to be no longer necessarily positive. Yeah. So this education that I was brought up with, I, that for me was my, my way of being. Uh, but then when I was a bit older, then I began to realize that there was a missing element to this. And that was taking care of ourselves. Uh, because the whole education was help others. Yes. And so I went into, even when I worked at CERN, the head of HR said, Linda, we don't need the Red Cross here, because that's how he saw me. He saw me racing in and helping people. And yeah. And I felt good doing that. However, uh, it was only when I went into burnout that I had to step back and say, mm-hmm. okay, this is wonderful. It touches your heart when you're helping other people. And it always does. However, there's a missing element here. And that missing element was taking care of me. And that was a huge learning curve for me. Wow. And it was someone who said to me, it was beautiful. It was someone who had trained as um, essentially, uh, he was a spiritual person himself, a Buddhist. And he said to me, Linda, you see yourself, there is a vase. And that vase you have to fill until it it is absolutely overflowing with the water. And only when that vase overflows, that water that comes out, that water is for other people. Right. And I was like, oh, no, no, but that's selfish, huh? You know, come on, that, that's I can't just wait until I'm completely filled. So that was a really important phase in my life is to learn that in order for me to be the best I can be to help others, I really do need to be the best I can be, which means I need to take care of me. I need to fill myself to overflowing with what I need. And I'm not talking about I need in a a selfish level. It is really seeing that when I can connect to the spiritual path and when I can be aligned and that light is going out naturally. I'm not forcing anything. Mm. Whereas before that learning, I would have, you know, a little bit of water in my vase. Yeah. And I would see somebody who needed help, who needed help or who asked for help. And what was I doing? I was trying to push the water out. Right. And the end- enough even for you. Exactly. To be- And isn't it amazing how we put ourselves in the situation we need to be in, in order to learn Mm -hmm. how to be for ourselves? Because I just find it so powerful that you became a human, you know, managing a team or managing people from a human resources perspective, which is all about looking, you know, being the over giver and the sharer and making sure everyone else is whole, perfect and complete. And yeah, how can we do that? when we haven't worked that out for ourselves, when we don't know the love for ourselves, how can we then be that loving presence for, for others? And I'm, and I'm, I'm sorry it took burnout. And yet I think it's a gift, isn't it? It's a gift that happened for you. Oh, it was an amazing gift. At the time I didn't realize it, but I yeah. was curious to find out why. Cause I'm fairly logical and analytical as well as in other ways. And I found um, a workshop in Geneva run by a doctor there. And it was essentially set up for doctors, psychologists, and people who, they invited also people who felt they were going into burnout or who had been through burnout. Two day workshop. So they gave us a questionnaire of all of the, the 10 standard signs that this profile may have a tendency to go into burnout. I had nine out of 10. Oh, and I was happy. 
I then burst out laughing in this workshop. I was laughing to myself so much. Um, and everybody was looking at me saying, what's happened here? And I said, I suddenly realized yeah. that this need to do well, to work hard, to the perfectionist, but it was nine out of 10. So my first reaction was, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so this awareness came there. So yes, the burnout wasn't, and it was really interesting because there were people there like myself who had gone through burnout or who were going through it. And they were saying exactly what you have said. It was a gift. Yes. I'm not saying everybody should race to get into that path. No, 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 no. no. But when it happens and when we can sit back and really look at what is the learning here? And that's the gift, I think. Exactly. The awareness and the uh, and the willingness to go deeper and to look at, at it and to realize mm -hmm. that it's not just something that happens instantly. There's a pattern of beliefs. There's a way of being that brings this kind of this this thing on and we can change we can make changes oh absolutely don't have to keep going in the same way because life and the social construct of life is saying uh, um you know do it do it and keep doing it bigger better more mm -hmm. and uh and be there for others and not for ourselves so what was at the end you know i'm sure you went through many different stages of then realizing what surfaced for you and how did the ch that change? What did that look like for you after the workshop? The workshop, the concrete level, objective level, I was no longer available work-wise from a Friday night to a Monday morning. Yes, boundaries. And the boundaries, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the backlash that I didn't accept, but I was aware was out there was I was no longer in the norm. You know, Linda was, well, what, you're not available to answer emails at the weekend, but we have a meeting first thing Monday morning. And I said, no, I am not available. Right. And so this was setting boundaries for myself, uh, but which obviously in many ways impacted other people. I was the one who had tended to be, you know, wanting to make sure everybody else was happy. Yeah. Um, so even my husband, he would be saying like, what, you, you've got a half day off and what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going for a massage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the first times I said it, you know, it was like, <gasps> and, and then, uh, so I you literally it, it felt that for it you to felt the say first it. Time. The first yeah. time I was like, oh, I'm being selfish. I'm being, and then I thought, no, stop, Linda, stop. So there was this inner voice saying to me, Linda, this is a pivotal moment and you're going to seize it and you are going to be true. You're going to stop this people please. It wasn't quite people pleasing, but giving everything without opening to receive and taking care of myself. So uh, it was a fair, it was a very steep and very quick. No, I'm so I'm so grateful that you're sharing this right now because I think it's a, it's one of those topics that we hear about and when we because I've experienced it and when we do experience it it's a game changer because we can we can make a choice for our lives and I believe that it's not talked about enough mm. it's not exposed enough it's like it's oh we'll just get on with it and you know, and, and put up with it and, and see how life unfolds. And I think it's, I think it needs to be on the school curriculum, <laughs> self-care, how we take care of ourselves as, as children and young adults grow up, how to manage energy. Absolutely. And energy, both our own energy and also becoming aware of how our energy impacts other people around and how other others' energy impacts. Yeah, exactly. So I had to learn, and thankfully I learned this. We we're talking about twenty years ago. I I had to learn not to be the sponge because I think there's a tendency for people who are empaths or very sensitive. We light workers. Exactly. We tend to let that all flow in. So I had to really learn to not just put my boundaries, but energetically be more aware of what was happening. 
And also to be aware, and this is something that I really, I remember tears in my eyes when I had this realization. Because what I had been trying to do for the previous years and for most of my life was to do everything I could to make other people, my family, my friends, my people who are close to me, make their lives happier and easier. And what I realized when I started moving more into energy work was that actually I was doing the exact opposite because the more that I was trying to do, the more stressed I was getting. I was getting frustrated for a stupid little thing, not stupid at the time, they seemed important. Um, and the energy I was giving out to the people that I loved, the people that my whole objective was, was to help them, I was giving out this stress. So that realization to me was huge. I suddenly went, Linda, you've got this all wrong. You've got it all wrong. <laughs> Because it was never really, it's never fulfilling, is it? We, we're never self-fulfilled because there'll always be somebody that doesn't take our recommendations or doesn't do it the way we say it needs to be done to make life easier for them. And then we want to try and make it right again and being there and being available. So how does that now with the work, I'm really interested now because you left, you left that, you know, that way of working as a human resource um, angel <laughs> and, and decided to human resource yourself and take care of yourself and love yourself. So what happened to, how did that then kind of transmute into you then being a spiritual guide and you becoming a spiritual teacher and helping others? That must have been like, oh, you really have the opportunity to then walk your talk, practice this, exactly. and teach others what you've learned on this journey. Absolutely. And that was, uh, I left the organization because I I became sensitive to Wi-Fi. So the, with the organization, I, we, we agreed. I, so I then realized, Linda, you can do exactly what you want. So I then, you know, became Reiki master, reflexologist, and in energy work, because energy work, uh, I'd, I'd always been quite sensitive, and I assumed everybody was, and everybody can be, everybody is, it's just whether or not they open up to it, to sensing energy. So there, I thought, okay, that's great. I'm going to help people in terms of coaching, and where it, that's what the, the person needs or would like, then also offer energy work as well. Yes. So it was a, a huge liberation, a real freedom to be able to say, Linda, it's up to you now. You do what you feel you feel is right. And that felt wonderful. And at the same time, there was a bit of an identity. I can't say crisis, but definitely it took me about a year. We're going back 11, 12 years ago. Because before, when I worked for these big organizations, I had the title, I had the role, and I apparently fulfilled the role well. So that was Linda, but it was Linda in the role of for the organization. Suddenly, I found Linda as just Linda. Yeah, the mask is off. <laughs> and I felt um, naked as the expression, but very vulnerable. Yeah. really... And it really took me um, probably the best part of six months even just to realize what was holding me back and then up to the first year to come into that. Why? Because it was not just what I was able to offer in terms of services to other people and the way I could serve in that more spiritual way, the way that connected to my heart and not just to logical. The, like, the logical, analytical IQ side. There, it was this, who am I? And really going into that work of peeling off the layers of who am I? And that's how I, thankfully, the, as the universe always does, that's when it happened. I went to, uh, I followed a, um, hmm, a training, and there, the Louise Hay training to become... Oh. Yeah, okay. so I was already a coach and I was already a trainer. That's what I did uh, when I was at Stern, I was a trainer. 
And there I thought, oh, okay, I love the work. So Louise Hayes. So I went on to the training. Then they said, okay, you can do the five days. So I did the five days to become a trainer as well. And there I met someone who was part of CSL Geneva. And it just happened out of the 24 people, as it does, this person and I were paired up. And he happened to say this. And I said, when is it? And he said, Sunday, every Sunday. So that following Sunday, I then went to CSL Geneva. And that was the beginning. And it was, good Lord, it felt like a homecoming. That's the only expression I can use. I just felt that this is where I need to be. Because this is what I've been, perhaps not consciously, but what I've been searching for for many, many years. And now this is the place I need to be. This is the way of life that I want to be hearing about, sharing about, learning about. And that's how it really took off. My word. And I love what you've just said about coming out of one way of being for so many years and then giving yourself, even after, um, you know, realizing that you were the, the amazing people-pleasing angel taking on that role and then deciding to change that. And then I'm hearing just feeling really raw because it's like, oh, how do I be? How do I be as this new, who am I now without mm -hmm. that mark? And I think this is important for anyone that's watching right now. Welcome in. If you're here, welcome to the Women of Power show. We're with the wonderful Linda, Linda or Iso. If you're watching, then it's giving ourselves grace to not feel that there has to even be a rush to discover that who am I now and allowing ourselves to, to feel our way into it. Because all too often I think there's there and then there's the, well, you better find out now because then you're a failure. You're not a success if you haven't got the next step planned out. Exactly. And that was sort of, and also, to be honest, my own expectation, I thought, yeah. you know, you're a coach, you're a trainer, you do it. And then it wasn't working initially. Right. And I thought, okay, Linda, so if you were coaching someone else, what would you be asking them? Yeah. <laughs> I think, okay, and it was really uh, my brother. My brother was just on the verge of transitioning at that stage, and I was over in the UK, and he was somebody who, uh, him and I was nearly fusional, and just uh, about two weeks before he passed, he said, Mindy, he called me Mindy. That was, I don't even know to this day why my nickname in the family is Mindy. I hope it's not Mark and Mindy, but you never know. I have no idea. I love that show. <laughs> exactly. But I have no idea even where that nickname comes from. And he said to me, Mindy, do your own thing. Mm. And the soul, he could hardly say full sentences because he was, right. you know, he needed help. And the fact that it was important for him to share that with me. And I just knew that that was the truth. Uh, that was the absolute truth, is that Linda, do your own thing. Uh, and it was that plus this self-coaching and really looking deep within and being part of the spiritual community in CSL Geneva and then the broader community that that opened us up to. It was that where I felt this is where I'm going to find my true self. I know it's always in there, but I need to reconnect to it as opposed yeah. to that. I need to reconnect to that. So that's that's. And guided, I, I think it's great that you d you did the training and then you're guided to well, here's a community. Mm. With so it's not just about the training. Here you can continue to meet others and and practice in a way that you feel comfortable in in spiritual community and. Um, and that must have been really liberating. It's like, wow, you, you're doing your own thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Doing my own thing and seeing everyone else doing their own thing in their own way. And, and that for sure, uh, you know, there were moments where like, oh, why is the person doing that? And then, you know, you step back and you say, Linda, whose path is this? Whose yeah. path are you on? And the only path I'm on is my own path. <laughs> so stop, you know, any expectation of anyone else on their path. It's they're on their own path too. And and that to me has been 
very important and something I now believe I live by is that the only path that we can live is our own. So let other people live their path. And if we can help them, we can accompany them at the side, you know, walking side, that's great. But not to jump into their path or not expect them to be in the same path as us. So that's what I got from being part of that local community is seeing how the same teaching, the same discussions were resonating sometimes on very different levels for the different people. And that I found beautiful because with everyone who was sharing and they were sharing in a way that it resonated differently for myself, I was like, oh, wow. You know, open up to that window, open up, see if that resonates with you as well. So it's, yeah, yeah that's yeah, it because it's all God expressing. So when we're in that environment, we're hearing ourselves in different ways through the conversation. Mm-hmm. So now you're, you are a spiritual alignment coach. I love that because <laughs> it just, it's, it's so simple it just feels like, well, that's what we're doing, isn't it? Aligning all the time to a high, that higher frequency. Mm-hmm. And where did that come from for you? Well, it didn't come from me initially. <laughs> so after um, many years of avoiding social media, and I, w- I was nearly allergic to it, and I then I understood that if you really want to help people around the world, and this is what happened in COVID, and um, when COVID happened, and then after COVID, we so in COVID we had the Center of Spiritual Living, we had our Sunday online on Zoom. And then just last February, March, when the situation arose between Ukraine and Russia, then uh, we had practitioners, we had practitioners there, and we needed a way to connect. So we connected in that way. And then it opened me up to Linda, uh, you know, Social media, this kind of technology is a wonderful way of connecting. You know, like anything, it depends what you use it for and how you use it and what your your intention is. Yes. So through that work with Ukraine, that's what got me into it. So I then literally only about February, March of this year, decided, okay, that's it. I'm going to go for it. And then looked as we do for various inputs, because I'm definitely not an expert in this area at all. Not yet, anyway. And I found a course, a program run by someone who is themselves what I consider to be connected, spiritually aligned. And why? Because in her free challenge on the first day, this person said, business is a spiritual practice yes and i thought what <laughs> oh yes it is it is yes and i hadn't until she said that it was as if there was the business stroke commercial side mm. and the spiritual side although within me what i was doing was spiritual and it was a form of business but it i hadn't so this person i then joined the program And like any of this, they say, okay, the first thing you have to identify is what is your role? What is, who are you? And so I had a one-on-one with this person who's excellent. He asked me, what is, what are you interested in? What really motivates you? What brings you joy? And I explained about helping other people see, see within them, connect to that truth within uh, and that to me is just magical. It really is. I love that. And see them really opening up as they do that. And this person said, I know, I've got it. And I said to him, okay, can you share it with me, please? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> and he said, you are a spiritual alignment coach. And at first I was like, am I? And then he said, well, of course you are. And so it took me a couple of days to really integrate that and said, is this true for me? And it was true. Uh, And it was about a month ago, I met up with some people I hadn't seen for years. And one of the persons happened to say to me, so Linda, what are you doing now? And I said, oh, I've just um, 
gone onto social media as a spiritual alignment coach. And her reply was, but that's what you've been doing for years. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so again, it was this alignment. You hadn't claimed it. I hadn't claimed it. You hadn't claimed it. Exactly. And again, it was this bringing in this new aspect of me or this new way of my identity and aligning it with things. And that person, it was just that little comment. And I, you know, I was grateful to universe for mm. helping me really embody this and know that this is who I am. And now is the time to be able to help people wherever I can, in whatever way I can, in terms of becoming spiritually aligned. The work that you provide. Mm -hmm. So, oh, it's it's so beautiful. I love the unfolding and how you now are. It feels like, like you've found this wholeness, the knowing mm -hmm. of wholeness as you, as Linda, as you bring your work forwards into the world. Mm -hmm. And what would you say, Linda, is your superpower? Or do you have more than one? <laughs> I think we all have all of the powers within uh, the one, and I really do believe that, I think we all have them all within, the ones that I've, I now express, I now open and express, are connection. This seeing that we are all one, and it comes away back to the Scottish upbringing, is we're all here for each other. And that power of, and it is, whether it's an, this particular expression of God or the divine, is this way in which I can help people feel that they are, I can see them uh, and I can connect to them and help them feel safe, help them feel um, open to open to just being there with me. And it was someone, I think just last week, there's something around in Facebook where you put the name of the person and a quality, and there's a list of like 10 or 15. Now, this person I only met once last year, and I only met her for about 10 minutes, and it made me laugh so much. And her comment was something like, um, what was it? Embraces everyone, even if she's never met them before. So it wasn't just embracing, it wasn't just hugging. I can't even remember the exact words, but it, that to me is really important. Because whether I know a person or don't, don't know them, they are a beautiful expression of the divine. And the reason that I've met this person is because that was meant to be. Uh, and that is this kind of privileged moment. I mean, when clients come in here, you know, I may not have met them before. That, that, that's not important. It's this being able to establish a connection, uh, which we can all do in our different ways. And for me, that is really, uh, really important. And it's something that clients and people have shared with me. Mm. That, uh, they appreciate. So that I'll, whether I claim it or I just acknowledge that that is something I feel comfortable with. And how do you connect? What that knowing that we're already we're already connected, the divine mm -hmm. is the spark is you, is me, is is each of us. Mm -hmm. What is your spiritual practice that that really expands that knowing of that connection for you personally? That connection for me, uh, the spiritual practice, what used to be a Sunday practice all these years back, uh, is a daily practice. I mean, it really is. And it's not just morning and evening. I now really feel in a place where I can honestly say that each day, not 100% of the time, because there are still moments that I think, <gasps> and I move into the ego or the personality, for sure. That's why I'm still here, because there's still so much to learn. But it is just being aware, aware of each of us has the choice and I have the choice. How do I want to show up in this world as an expression of the divine? And only I can choose that. Yeah. And that for me is, is so important that as I go along this path, every day there's an opportunity for me to learn something, to become more aware. 
Uh, and that is my, I wouldn't just say daily, but it is now becoming. Your way my, of being. My way of being, my spiritual practice. And it feels as if you, it's like you've really evolved since that first workshop that you took when you realized with the 10 questions, mm. when you realized this is, and it's like, well, you, you're now 100xing that, turboing it as a practice for your for your life mm. because you it's like once we know we can't unknow you could mm. never go back to how you were and this the practice it feels to me as if that this is your way of saying right this is it this mm. is me saying I'm going to be the best I can be for myself and never ever have to experience that way of being to please others with the idea that if they're happy I'm happy because it's futile, isn't it? It doesn't work. <laughs> I I definitely had that experience and that very powerful lesson. It doesn't work. And it it's the exact opposite. Because when I can really be who I am, and that also means that, you know, when I feel, which can happen, yeah. you know, the, the Viking horns can come out. So like, oh, here they come. And, and that's okay too, because I went through the the belief that if you're a spiritual person, then you're always happy and every oh wonderful exactly. But Big that was time. quite you know many many months ago. That's what I thought was to be spiritual. And then thankfully, thankfully, I learned the truth that it is to be true. It is to be authentic. Mm -hmm. It is to be aligned with the you know what is my soul telling me and to make that difference between what is my soul desiring and what is the personality or the ego part of me desiring yeah and this is something that when i can you know sometimes i say no my personality wants that dark chocolate and i'm having that dark chocolate um, and that's fine or it is these moments of frustration you know somebody moved in front of me when I was driving earlier on, zoomed in front of me. And I was like, who, what is he doing? And that immediate motion came up. But then thankfully, I switched on the okay, Linda, do you have any, any information on that person's path? Do you have any knowing any way of knowing why this car that you've never seen in your life before why the driver has zoomed in front of you and that brought me back to linda stop judging right it didn't mean i wasn't frustrated at the time i was it, it wasn't a near accident or anything like that it was just frustration but then when i could reconnect to the truth that we don't really know anything how can we know anything in detail about the life or the lives that anyone else has lived or is living. So that's me. Thankfully, I had, thanks to the spiritual practice, I was able to press that button and say, whoa, 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 what's going on here? I have a choice now. Either I can continue to be angry and, you know, shout through the window a few things in French, or I can connect to that truth that I have no, re I have no way of knowing what is happening here. And that's an sampling for us all. What you're, what you're doing. You're being such an example. Um, just even by sharing this here now, as a reminder that in the, in every moment we have a choice mm. to make a decision that is spiritually aligned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So your website, where people can find you, I'm going to put it here because we were just talking about it before we went live, and it's betha.ph. Share what that means for you, because I've never heard that word before. <laughs> uh, no, and this is something, so I the website will be revamped to bring in the spiritual alignment coaching. The life coaching is there. This is a website that was set up six, seven years ago. And I was looking for something, as this was my new way of being uh, when I set up the, the, the center here. And I was looking for a, 
a name. So people were giving me all of their different names, uh, yoga, Buddhist names, everything, spiritual names, everything. And I thought, hmm, none of them, none of them. And I was hunting on Google and everything. Nothing was coming up. So then I did what we often do, and I asked for help. You know, help. Okay, I need help, and I need to find it tomorrow because the IT developer needs the name of the website. And all of a sudden, as happens, when we send up the message so, and it comes down, I suddenly in front of me appears this word beata. And it comes, so it has two meanings, but the meaning, the meaning I latched onto, it means in ancient Gaelic, and it happened to be around the area in Scotland where I came from, I come from, it means a meaningful life. Oh, wow. Exactly. How did it appear to you? It literally just on the screen, you know how you do, and I've been doing Google searches for days, weeks before nothing came up. When I asked for help, and I then, you know, gave up as one does, uh, because I thought, okay, I've done my bit, I've tried, no, okay, now I need help. And literally, it just appeared, Beata, and I thought, and then I looked at the other, the other meaning of it, you laugh, the other meaning of Beata is uh, whiskey in Irish Gaelic. <laughs> so it has okay. the two names, but the one, obviously, that appealed to me is, it's from ancient Scottish Gaelic from that part, and it means a meaningful life. And that was it, that was. And that's, yes. that really is the essence of the way in which I feel my mission is to help people reconnect to that within them. Mm. For myself, first of all, to really walk the talk in having this meaningful life, which I now have and I love, and to help other people if they want, it's their path, but if that is what they're looking for, to help them discover that or reconnect to that with them. Oh, Linda, wow, it's beautiful. I love how that happened. Mm. Um, perfect. Mm. Everything you've experienced or this, what you've experienced to bring you right here and now to, to, to kind of take away or just kind of drop that, that feeling that you have to be everything for everyone and what you had to go through on your journey to get to this place where it's just we're each on our path and we're each doing our own thing and we don't need to try and make anything happen for anyone else. And that's, I think that summer, for me, that is a meaningful life, doing mm. it for ourselves first of what feels good and what feels authentic. It's perfect. You found the perfect name. <laughs> I was so, in the, meet, the moment I saw it, that was it. You know, there was just like this moment of absolute knowing and gratitude, of course. And um, yes. Uh, and when I see it, you know, I've got the sign outside and I've got the cards and it just, it, it you know, it's this constant reminder that that is the path that I'm on. And I'm, I feel so grateful that I am on this path. Um, yes, and to the universe and for making it clear. So when people come and see you, you you're a life coach and you're a Reiki master and mm -hmm. that's what you're, you're I, I love that because it's body work as well as mm -hmm. kind of spiritual, mental, um, it's really tuning into the body. And right. we're so disconnected, aren't we, in general? Mm, and how? Yeah. And this is when the people come here to the place in Geneva, then yes, there'll be someone, perhaps it, it's for life coaching or professional coaching, whatever. And we may start there. And then when, you know, you sense that there's, there's something still blocking here, then we can go next door if the person is open to that. And then to a session of Reiki. And, uh, and I love that combination. And now with this niche, if you like, or with this role of spiritual alignment, then it just brings everything together. Yeah. Because it really is this connecting of connecting to the divine, listening through our souls to what our own truth is, and then seeing how that aligns with our thoughts, with our emotions, and with our bodies, and our actions, obviously, and with our bodies. 
Uh, and I love, I mean, that energy work. It was a real revelation for me huh? years ago when I started looking into mind, body, spirit and, you know, work on the different chakra and the emotions and what's happening. I was like, wow. And I think, oh, this must be new. Then my husband's Indian. Then you go to Kerala and for thousands of years they've known this. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so it, I find it both fascinating and incredibly powerful. So if I can help people realign with whatever is their path to be realigned on, then I am very grateful for being on this path. It's beautiful, Linda. How can people connect with you if they... If they see you here now and someone wants to connect with you, what's the best way? Um, if you'd asked me three months ago, I would never have said this, but now it is Facebook. It is Facebook. It is Facebook okay. at the moment. Or I'll give an email. I've got a professional email as well. So it is Facebook and they just go on and find me. Um, Lisa That's right. Linda or normally it's or dash ESO, but I'm Linda sure or dash ESO. The dash is there on Facebook as well, yes? I think so. Okay. I don't even know. And if not, there is a group which is called Spiritual Alignment Journey. I just on, Facebook. on Facebook. Okay, I'm gonna pop that in here now. Thank you. Because we don't know when there will be someone watching this right now. If you're here now, then welcome. And if at any other time, then welcome. So I'm popping that in there now so that you can find Linda and connect with, with her there and have a, a discovery call or whatever in whatever process you work so that uh, for people to get to know more about you. And you're based in France. Based in France, the office here is in Geneva. We're just across the border, uh, about 20 minutes, half an hour maximum. So, yes, um, I, I love it. And this to me is, this is what the world is about. It is, there are no borders there. Yeah. We are all one. You know, we're in connection with people in Ukraine, with the US now, with the UK now, with US. Our son is studying in the US. My husband's from India. Uh, it is this global of coming together of people. And this I'm really excited about because no matter what we we see at the moment through our physical eyes of what's happening in the world, we know that this bringing together of this manifesting, this oneness, but in the mind, the oneness has already been, always been there. But to see people making these connections, no matter where they are, what they're doing, this, uh, I think, is so encouraging and it brings a lot of hope. And not just hope, because we know this is what we're creating. And what's your bigger vision? Or what is your, I won't use the word bigger, what is your vision for the work that you are doing right now? Uh, what is that expanded idea? Expanded idea, uh, working with groups of people so mm. that people can share their own experience and yeah. for me that's so powerful is when people can get together one-on-one -on -one coaching absolutely I've learned a great deal in my path from coaching that I've had and I am so grateful uh, for these people and at the same time when you're with a group of people like at the CSR Geneva or in other groups that I'm a member of this sharing for me this is this community building is an expression perhaps has been used too much, but it's bringing people together so that we can encourage each other, support each other, learn from each other. Uh, that to me is really important. And my, if you like, the extended vision of that would be bringing people together at a retreat, a spiritual retreat, bringing them physically as well as online. Beautiful. Oh, we're we're all going to be coming over to Geneva for a retreat. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I haven't. E no, I have. There's no date in my mind. Not even a year in my mind at the moment. But that, if you like, I've already sent up that intention, and it, yes. it resonates. It resonates. Beautiful. That sounds amazing. We'll come back onto the show 
to um to share about it if as and when it it manifests itself mm -hmm. i'd love to invite you back here to talk about it thank you so much laura and really uh for this this is my first show first chat show so <laughs> oh i had the butterflies this morning and oh uh, no you're a butterfly <laughs> it's good to have them because it just showed the level of excitement within me excitement on nerves and that thank you so much for inviting me and i i know that the work that you are doing is incredible at helping people connect like what you're doing with this in sharing not just my message but in sharing this this knowing uh, with everyone and the school that you are setting up wow <laughs> i already see that for you is yes uh, oh, so well i love doing this i think it's so important to like let's shine the light on on what we're doing uh, with women around the world to inspire other self-identified women to see that whatever we're going through, that what we call challenges, they're mm -hmm. just those stepping stones that can launch us into like our magnificence. Mm -hmm. And we have to each have to discover or are invited to discover our own ways of uncovering those, um, those challenges or, mm -hmm. or working through them or revealing them. And then what happens? You know, things like this with you saying, right, now I'm going to turn it around and I'm going to be that person to show others mm -hmm. that they don't have to please everyone first. We have to please ourselves first mm -hmm. to be enabled to, to give from the overflow. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Linda, for being here, for all that you are and what you're doing. It's beautiful. Thank you, really. Thank you so much, Laura. And thank you to everyone that's watching now or at any moment, uh, please reach out to me. My details are below to check out my book and what else is going on on my website. And to Linda, her website is here and she's on Facebook now. So you've said it now, that's it. <laughs> I said it inside there and I felt the suck at all, Linda. <laughs> Bye for now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah.